0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 86, paragraph 2. And today's readers are the 12 steps of OA, Mary B., the 12 traditions, Donna M., reading the text this morning, Susie K., Renata G. and Deborah S. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, June 1, 2015, is 7697, 7697. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary B. to please read the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous.
1: Good morning, Melanie. This is Mary B. in Central California. The 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Ten continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity to be of service.
0: Thank you, Mary B. I will now ask Donna M. to read the 12 traditions.
2: Thank you. Hi, this is Donna M., a compulsive overeater. This is are 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group should never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group should be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity of service.
0: Thank you, Donna M., In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 86, starting with paragraph 2, and I will ask Susie K. to begin our study this morning. Good morning, Susie K. can
3: you hear me? I can.
0: Hi. Okay. Okay.
3: Um, let's see. My name
4: is D.K., I'm a grateful recovered compulsive eater in Maine. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. So this is um, one of those key paragraphs that is very specifically giving us instructions about how to do this work. This is um, step 11, and um, it's telling us what we need to ask ourselves at night and what we need to answer to, um, you know, this how we, this is, you know, the communication that we need to have with our higher power. Um, And so this is what I do every night. Um, And let's see I have a sample of how I answered those questions um, From uh, one of the last couple nights So was I resentful? No Was I selfish? No Was I dishonest? No Was I afraid? No Do I owe an apology? No Have I kept something to myself Which should be discussed with another person at once? No Was I kind and loving towards all? Yes. What could I have done better? I could have started this inventory sooner. I could have spent more time with my higher power. I could have um, made a call to a fellow in program. I could have returned a call, and I could have called newcomers. And was I thinking of myself most of the time? No. Or was I thinking of what I could do for others, what I could pack into the mainstream of life? Yes. I wrote a letter for Kaylee about our friendship. I attended her graduation. I took photos and videos Um, during the graduation. I took care of my dad for three hours,
5: and I am doing
4: this inventory. So then I ask uh, my higher power, please forgive me and communicate to me what corrective measures should be taken. And I wrote a prayer to my higher power for this. Dear higher power, thank you for all the gifts I have received today. Selflessness is awesome and I am really enjoying it. Thank you to the writers of the big book, to, to you, my higher power, to my sponsor, to all my sponsors and fellows and program for showing me the way. I am indebted and very grateful. Thank you for letting me miss Phil in a way that isn't preoccupying. Thank you for the gift of presence with my parents, with Kaylee, and with others. Thank you. So that's what I wrote the other day. And um, that last question, I, I, I really focused more on my gratitude and what I wanted to communicate to my higher power about my gratitude for the day. Um, but it could have been, in, in some other cases, on some days, it's really to ask. to I'm asking God to remove my character defects. Um, uh, one of which is sometimes procrastinating. And as I said, what could I have done better? Started this inventory sooner, spent more time with my higher power, called fellows in program. And so I might have asked for the willingness from God to do that uh, on um, the next day, um, you know, to ask God to remove my procrastination or whatever it might be for that day. But on this particular day, I was just feeling enormously grateful and um, so that was the message that I conveyed to my higher power and that's what I know about this paragraph thank you
0: thank you Susie Kay and we'll take about two people to share on this paragraph and then we'll move on real swiftly who would like to share and comment on that paragraph this morning uh, this is
6: Kathy Kay
0: hi Kathy Kay Please go ahead.
6: Thanks, Melanie, for your service, and thanks, everybody, for being here. Um, I wanted to uh, share about this process and how I've adapted it to suit my rhythms and my needs. Um, When it says we retire at night, we constructively, constructively review our day. I found it very difficult to do this work. Right before bed, um, because by then I'm very tired, so um it was suggested to me I could do it at dinner time, I could do it before dinner um, and so I decided to do it either right before dinner or right after dinner, and it just made the task that much more doable and meaningful because I had energy to really review my day meaningfully. Um, the other thing is that um, I like to bring this review to my morning prayer and meditation um, so that I know what I need to um, ask God for help with for the following day. Um, it's really a very practical tool, um, which for Quite a while, uh, I had trouble doing it consistently every day, so I now have a uh two people who I actually send this to electronically um, so I am accountable for doing it every single day um and those practical matters have really helped me to benefit from this review so that I can clean off my side of the street for today and ask for help the next morning going forward. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy Key. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph before we move on? Hi, I'm Margie M. Hi, Margie. Good morning. Good morning.
4: Thank you for this meeting and the Big Book study. Um, Mm -hmm. When I read this paragraph, I realized that the writers of the Big Book knew that I wouldn't always be able to do it perfectly because there's that sentence in there that says we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. And that sentence is a real safeguard for me because. I have a tendency to get introspective and to be extra hard on myself and I can be doing this step and picking at little things um, that really weren't important or dwelling on things that don't need to be dwelled on and have that tendency to drift into worry and remorse and morbid reflection and when I do that I'm not useful to other people as it says here so that sentence is a safeguard for me when I am a- answering these questions and when I'm doing this portion of the 11th step, I need to be careful that I don't do those things and, I, and the authors apparently knew that that was a possibility or they would not have put that sentence in there. So I think it's very important for me to do it, um, but I also think that I need to re- realize that I'm not doing an attentive fourth step, you know, when I am reviewing the day, that um, it's a much shorter and simpler time for me than um, what I put into the other step, and it's very important for me. It keeps me on the beam. It keeps me on the pathway and keeps everything unclogged so that I don't build up resentments towards any one person or institution or problem. And um, it's important, again, that it keeps me moving forward. But I just have to have that little caution about shifting into the worry, remorse, and more the reflection because my personality can do that. I can, I can go that way and pull myself down. So it's important that I share this step with someone else so that I have that safeguard also and that they're able to help point out the things that are positive, that it is not just a a negative thing, but that it's filled with with positive remarks and comments as well. So I think it's really important for me, and um, I really enjoy this paragraph, and I'm glad we're studying it this morning, and I really thank everyone for all the comments that they've made, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Marty M. Would anyone else like to share on this before we move on? This is last call for this one. Okay, I'll take that as a sign, and then I'll ask then Renata, G. would you please read the second paragraph then on page 86 for us this morning, starting with on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours. Sure, Melanie. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G.,
7: Recovered Composible Radio in New York. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self pity dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance. For after all God gave us brains to use, our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane, when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives." And, um, you know, this is, I'm, I'm very glad to share this paragraph today, because it's such a big part of my program. You know, I really follow the instructions that are in the book every morning. And it says, you know, consider our plans for the day. But before, you know, before I start thinking about my day, before my mind starts racing, I have to, you know, ask God to direct my thinking. You know, and that made me think of, you know, God is still the director. You know, if I remember correctly, you know, on step three, I, you know, I, 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 uh, I admitted that God was going to be my director, and He still is the director. So. You know, every morning uh, when I, you know, become conscious, when I open my eyes, that's the first first thing I do. You know, still in bed, I ask God to to direct my thinking and, um, you know, to to divorce me from self pity, dishonest, self seeking, and I add fearful motives too, because that's a big one for me. And uh, you know, because if and then you know, if if, if I just get up. And start making the plans for the day, you know, according to to self, according to my self will. I'll probably go into those things, you know, because that's my default mode. You know, that's my human nature to be self, you know, self pity, be dishonest, you know, be a self seeking human being. And um, you know, so like you know, every day, when I get up in the morning, I take care of my body right? I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I change my clothes, I eat my breakfast. And so, you know, what step ten, uh, step 11 does is help me take care of my mind and my spirituality. So the same effort I need to put into my physical body, I need to put into, you know, my mind and my spirituality. And for me, it's very important to have that quiet time with God in the morning and uh i get up a few minutes earlier so i have that chunk of time for god you know in in the past i used to do my prayers in the car and talk to god in the car on my way to to the gym or whatever i was going and uh you know i found that i needed to really separate a time for god you know to really focus uh, my attention on on my step 11 and not anything else and um You know, I, you know, the big book says that on awakening, we do that, you know, and the way I understand that is that it's not halfway through the day, you know, and my mind is already being bombarded with, you know, news, emails, text, work, people, you know, life. And so I really, really try to make it a priority, and that's the first thing I do in the morning is my step 11, and uh, it helps my program a
0: ton. Uh, With that, I said, thanks. Thank you very much, Renata G. Who would like to comment on this paragraph?
5: Julie yeah. R. Riva P.
8: Paula D. Reva P. Okay, I have
0: um, Julie R., Melissa C., Charles H., and Reva P. Let's start with those and we'll come back to the rest. Thank you. Good morning, Julie R.
9: Hi, this is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And this is one of my, well, I always say that one of my favorite paragraphs, but, you know, the first two words on awakening, not after I'd gotten up, had my coffee, planned my day, talked on the phone. It's as soon as I opened my eyes, because when I would go to bed so full of binging and emotional binging and uh, inappropriate actions, I'd wake up full of self. I mean, that's that's what I do. I mean, I'm Julie, I'm a, you know, a human being. So as soon as I open my eyes and before I touch my feet to the ground off, off the bed, I say, God, let me do your will. Let me think, let me be, let me do what you want. Then I go get my coffee, do my thing. And then I'll sit down and I'll do my prayer and meditation but I have to be grounded because I'm a very selfish person by nature. I'm dishonest by nature. Um, and I want to plan my day. I want to plan my seven meetings I'm going to have. I'm going to plan my customer visits, my audits. But I can't do that anymore because that starts my day with Julie, not with my creator. And sometimes I'll forget in midstream. It's so funny. I'll put my foot down to get up, and then i say, oh, shoot, and I can put my foot back on my bed because I have to humble myself because I cannot afford to have Julie be in charge all the time because it doesn't work out well. One, I'll be almost 300 pounds again. Two, I'll be living dishonestly. Three, I'll hate myself, and I'll hate everyone. So this is such a great, great way of living because I get to be out of Julie. and. Um, I've learned that you know, to start my day off with my Creator, is probably one of the most exciting things that I can do. It settles me. It calms me. And um, I too, I will. I have little prayers. I do throughout the day. When I go through a certain hallway, one of our security doors, I say a prayer. When I'm at a stoplight, I say a prayer. Whether I need it or not, turmoil or freedom, it doesn't matter. It's like if I do that. 30, 40 times a day, I'll be focused on my breath and focused on and on helping somebody else. So this is um something on awakening and I have to remember that it's not after I do what I want to do on awakening. So with that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Julie R. Melissa C, you're next.
10: Hi, good morning. This is Melissa C a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um ah I just love waking up this way, this new, you know, this new way Um, because, you know, I used to wake up full of self-loathing and um, telling God exactly what I needed God to do for me each day. You know, God, please make my clothes fit, make me be able to put the food down, make everybody do what I want, you know, on and on. And... um, you know, this, that offered me no peace and um, certainly no serenity. Um, And, uh, you know, now when I wake up in the morning, it's not what God can you do for me, but what can I do? What can I, how can I help today? How can I align myself um, with your will? And, you know, I used to think and say that, um, my thoughts are not my friend. My head is not, you know, I can't listen to what I'm thinking. My thoughts are not, you know, they're like my thinking is my worst enemy. And yes, that's what my thinking was on self will. But, you know, our brains were that God, God given. And so, you know, my thought, um, when I divorce myself from self seeking, self pity, um, self self self, then then I can actually use my thinking as a barometer to help me. And, um, you know, I, I'm so blessed because uh, God gives us a chance every morning that we wake up to um, have a do-over. And so when I get myself fine mind with what God's will for me, um, I have a chance of being better. Today. I am imperfect. And, um, you know, um, I have a teenage daughter, and, some mornings I catch myself saying things that are way too critical, and um, you know. But thank God for this step eleven because at night I can, uh, you know, remind myself of what it is that I could have done better. And thank you, God, this morning I had the perfect opportunity to, to redo something I had done bad yesterday or, or did imperfectly yesterday. You know, I overly criticize something my daughter put on and um that's just no way to start the day like what was that about and um and this morning when I got up my you know I got dressed and my daughter had said something to me about what I was wearing but she wasn't saying it meanly you know and um and and I listened to what she said and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna change because I wasn't exactly sure what I was wearing and um you know, it seems like something so trivial, but these were the little things that used to be like a, a road bump um, that caused me such unhappiness. And I'm so grateful to have God directing my thoughts today. And uh,
0: with that, I pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Charles H., you're next.
5: Good morning, Melody. It's Charles H. from uh, Yonkers, New York. And, uh, you know, I want to drill down where it says, before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, and um, also our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane where our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. First of all, good morning, visionaries, and good morning, everybody. Um, there's eighty-six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. If I think that I, if I think I woke up on my own power, I might as well go back to sleep because I'm dead anyway. And that's just me. I'm not talking about nobody else. And you know, I uh, thank you God for waking me up. You know, I always used to say, you know, I woke up. No, I didn't wake up. God woke me up because I was, a, I, I was in the, the the cousin of death, which is sleep. I was in a dead sleep, and God woke me up. So thank you God. So um, you know, first of all, I I want to say that. Step 3, 7, and 11 is, is, is very closely connected. I mean, they may be blood relatives. Third step, you know, I made a decision. I had to think about making that decision before I made it. So I made a decision. I humbly asked him. I prayed There we go, some some more prayer. You know, I had to think about humbly asking him. And then 11th step, you know, I want to improve that conscious contact. See, my thinking is twisted. So that's why, you know, I see here, um, we ask God to direct our thinking. My thinking is twisted. That means I need direction. You know, that third step is all about um, direction. It's starting, it's starting the direction process. And in step seven, you know, I'm humbly going towards that direction. And in 11, I, 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 I'm going still. I'm going there. I'm going. You know, God gave me brains, but I never use it in a thoughtful way. I was just so evil. And I, I, I'll give an example. I had a resentment yesterday. I, the day was going good. You know, good sharing Charlie on Vision for You, went to the unrecorded part, did some step work with my sponsees, talked to my sponsor, saying hi to the bus driver and everybody else. But when I found out that uh, an em- employees were stealing at the job, I turned into that evil person again, that fearful person again. And when that employee, when I, when and I did face the employee, and and I let him know how displeased I was. Thank God I had a little bit of program in me, and I didn't react all the way like the monster I was before um program. But but it ran me around, and I got home, and you know, I I, I you know I had dinner, and then my night was over. When we retire, I did that quick, because I I, I was scared. I was full of fear that I was gonna cause some more issues. And this morning I, I ran around with it. I had to act. I, I called the guy at work. Yo, get the tapes queued up. I'm gun- my axe is grinding. I'm grinding my axe. But I'm talking about it with you guys so that I could dull that ax. Because my thought is twisted. My thoughts are twisted. My thoughts are evil. You know, I I, I, I gotta say that um I'm not well, man. I'm, not, You know, and I, and I read page 552. I read 67, a six-man prayer. I'm not a well person. You know, I don't care about the body. It's the mind. My mind is twisted every single day. And it, it ain't about coming up here and pressing nobody. I, I got thoughts that are evil. So I ask God to direct my thoughts. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks for allowing me to share.
0: Thank you, Charles H. Reva P., you're next.
11: Hi, this is Reva P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Um, I love uh, this meeting. I love this paragraph. Um, and I'm grateful for everybody on the line. Um, because I have a built-in forgetter and what I consider to be an only a 24-hour battery, every morning I have the potential to either stay in recovery or go back in the disease. So um, I need to do this every single morning. Um, as quickly as possible after I've gotten up. And um, I love what it says, you know, I awaken, I consider my day, and then before I even begin, before I even begin, I ask God to direct my thinking. I notice that my head is so quick and is so far into the future The few steps from when I get out of bed till I get on my knees and do this prayer um, and meditation, my mind has already had a gazillion thoughts about work. It is amazing how quick and how uh, willful, you know, I just am running, running out of the gate. Um, And this sentence reminds me wait a minute, wait a minute, before you start running with your thoughts, Reva. Ask God, ask God to direct my thinking, focus me, guide my thoughts, because I will go in some direction and get way caught up with my will, my motives, um, and and my fears. Um, So that's a great reminder for me. And also, what um, this paragraph reminds me is, you know, after step ten, I've just entered the world of the spirit and I have begun to be more um, God-conscious. Um, so once I have removed all the blocks, this gives me um, a way to remain in that world of the spirit um, because at this point, the food is down, um, the physical allergy is not being triggered, and it's my thinking that needs to be addressed. And every day um, I need to do this um, because um, I forget. Um, and yeah, it is amazing how clear my mind can work when the wrong motives are out of the way. So um, that's all I have to share, and I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Reva P. Who else would like to comment on this paragraph this morning? Kim? I know- Paula oh, D. Oh, Larry. Yeah. There you Paula D. First Kim, Paula D., then Larry. Anybody else? Vasa O. Hi, boss. I got you, too. Sally. And Sally. Okay, let's go with that for right now. Kim G., would you head us off? Thanks, Melanie. Good morning, all. My name is
3: Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking it to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives, so I want to talk to some people on the line maybe that are in the beginning of this process or in the food and this just seems like a fairy tale kind of thing. And you know, I've often heard that you know, when we bring a newcomer to how it works, it's not, it's not fair because it's, it's a kid doing adding and contracting and we're asking them to do algebra when we're teaching them the fifth chapter. Well, my personal belief is if somebody is in the beginning and we're telling them about step 11, that's like asking them to do astrophysics. You know, So for those of you who are in the beginning, you know, really treat this as a big show-and-tell operation. This is what is possible. Because often I think we say, well, put the food down. Okay, well, now I'm going to do 86 to 88 because that's where the recovery is. Well, if that was possible, believe me, I would have done it. If I could put down the food and then suddenly do pages 86 to 88, it would be a two-step program. It would be put down the food, connect with God. But my problem is on block and I need the steps in between. I need to come to the conclusion on power. come to the conclusion of the power. I need to make a decision, and I need to do the skill set of 4 through 9 in order to have these pages have depth and weight. So what did we learn? Why are we asking God to divorce us from self-pity? In step 4, we have a resentment list. We're writing down why we're angry, the cause of that anger, and how it affected us. So we look at page 67, it so says, though we did not like their symptoms, which is why is the cause, and how they disturbed us, which was the effect, they, like ourselves, were sick too. And it's telling us, save us from being angry. So by doing this fourth step process, what we're learning is, it's not really what people are doing that is causing all this anger and resentment in us, it's how we're reacting to it. It's our anger, it's our response to these other people. And in the fourth column, we find out where our where our response is causing this problem. Our response is we're selfish, we're dishonest, we're self-seeking, and we're frightened.
12: So now that we know
3: that because we've had that skill set of four through nine, what I'm doing now in step 11 is saying, okay, God, instead of praying for circumstances, instead of praying for getting my way, instead of praying that people just get the heck out of my way so I can live a good day today, what I'm going to ask God for is to divorce me. And what's divorce? Divorce is being separated from something we used to love. And I learned that in 4 through 9. I loved my self-pity. I loved my dishonesty. Because I could feel right and I could feel justified. And now I'm asking God proactively, please separate me from those things that cause me the pain in my life. It's the anger and resentment that is causing my pain. So once more, treat this as a show-and-tell operation if you're not here. But this what this paragraph or this sentence is saying to me is before I begin. I can proactively ask God into my life and ask him to direct my thinking, which is my problem, and to be divorced from those things that I learned in 4 through 9 that causes my pain. And that is my self-pity, my dishonesty, and my self-seeking motives.
12: And with that, I pass.
13: Thank you, Kim G. Paula D. And thank you. And thank you for your service today, Melanie, on this fine Tuesday. And this would be Paula D. I am a compulsive of you to recover today by and with the grace of God. You know, it, it seems strange that we just finished reading. Uh, um, after, a- after making our review, we ask God's forgiveness, and we inquire what corrective measures should be taken. So last night I asked God's forgiveness, and it was granted. And then I asked what corrective measures should be taken. So you think my day would just start off beautifully, wouldn't you? But my mind, this is why I needed further directions. Do You know, we see on, on, on page 133, now about health, a body badly burned by alcohol does not often recover overnight, nor do twisted thinking and depression vanish in a twinkling. We are convinced that a spiritual mode, and this is what we're going to go on with, of living is a most powerful health restorative. We who have recovered from serious drinking are miracles of mental health. This is why this paragraph further directions you need them. I need them. Drop the new the you and I'll just put me here under these conditions, we can now employ now they can work for me, now they can work for me, our mental faculties with assurance for after all, God gave us brains to use so I know where I received them. I know who I received them from. I thought life will be placed who placed Somebody's doing the placement here. I took me out and I put God in on a much higher plane when our thinking that's what got me in the problem trouble all the time. It was my thinking, but now the placement is different is cleared finally clear. We see oftentimes they'll clear a, a, a subdivision or something and they'll take the trees out and then you can see you can see the lay of the land the lay of the land the lay of the thoughts, the lay of the mind is cleared of wrong motives and those I have those I have and by the way I thought those motives were darn good but they weren't right they weren't right So I asked God, and this is how we start here in our day. Thank you for giving me this opportunity this year. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. Larry Kay.
14: Thanks, Melanie. Appreciate your service. Uh, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Breeder from Chicago. So, you know, the the question that I would ask is, why do I choose to ask God to direct my thinking? Because it is a choice. I mean, after all. You know, uh, God God gave us brains to use, so I I make the choice to do that. And uh, so why do I choose to ask God to direct my thinking, especially asking, you know, that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives? Well, I choose to do that for one reason, because it works. Because it works. And I didn't know that it worked early in, in this process Years ago, you know, in program, I did not know it worked uh, because for one, and this is just my experience, I was in and out of the food, I was in and out of the, the substance, the heroin, if you will. Uh, so my mind wasn't clear to make any reasonable assessment on, on whether it worked. The other thing is, for me, you know, I dabbled in the steps. I didn't, I didn't work this process precisely as laid out in the big book. I worked it like a salad bar, you know. I have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Of course, I know what's best for me. And by the way, I know what's best for you. So I'll tell you what to work. Have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, you know, eventually, you, you didn't convince me. You tried. But you didn't convince me. The disease battered me and And then I was yeah you know, i had I had no choice at that point to either die or pick up these steps, and i did you know i and i've i've with this process you know that I do each morning i've i've um I've experienced you know the alternative, and that experience you know is a different it's different it used to be misery today it's uh it's it's asking God to direct my thinking. You know it's interesting to me, Freud believed that um that a belief in in God was an expression of underlying neurosis psychological neurosis distress. See, I don't agree with that assessment. I don't agree with it based on my experience and uh i don't I can't prove to you that that you're pr- when you pray and you ask God to direct you the God of your understanding to direct your thinking i can't no more prove that you're praying to to uh you know some power outside of yourself or the wall. I can't prove that. But I don't I don't need to prove it. I just know it works for me. So I'm gonna continue uh to uh continue to do it. It's my belief based on experience. With that I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. Basa Oh, you're next.
15: Yes. Thank you. Good morning everyone and I'm Basa O. Recover Compulsive Reader, calling from Fox, from Massachusetts. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. And uh, I do the steps the way they're laid out by the big book. For me, it was take the suggestion or die. I chose to live, not to die, gradually. But uh, step 11, um, I do this uh, on a daily basis, waking waking. waking. On a daily basis, before my day starts, I humble myself on my knees and I ask God to direct my thinking, divorce me from my self-pity, dishonesty, or self-seeking motives. And I ask God to show me what is his will for me to do for today. And sometimes, I mean, I do my disciplines in the morning. I do my meetings and whatever, you know, clean my house and whatever, you know, and I have my own plan, and God will change that plan sometimes. And, you know, and I said, oh, well, this must be not my, God's plan. Then I got to go with God's plan. There was a day last week, you know, we have a neighbor had a stroke. My husband plays golf with him, and he loves gardening. You know, we over the years, we've always shared things So with our gardens, you know. And our crops, well, he's paralyzed. He can't do that anymore. So my husband and I decided that day, we were gonna give him a call, and we we're gonna go and dig up his garden, you know, and help him his pots, you know. We went and got the stuff, and boy, that it made me feel so good. I could do something for somebody else, and this man and his wife was so happy that we did that for him. And of course, his children were gonna help him put the plants in the vegetable garden. I mean, he's had a lot of physical therapy. He can do more than he could ever do before, but he still depends on other people for help. So, um, again, you know, that my, that day was changed for me, and it made me feel good. So it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. So what? I just let it go and let it be. This was God's will for us to do that morning. Thank you, and I pass.
12: Thank you, Vasa.
0: Oh, Sally A., you're
12: next. Thanks, Melanie. Good morning, A Vision for You. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive overeater. And so here we are on page 86, and this page, it seems that they're trying to teach us a new way of living right here in step 11. And um, we see on this page, you know, we had in the last paragraph when we retire at night, and now we see on awakening. And we also see on this page three times the words, we ask God. We see it uh, toward the end of that first paragraph. We ask God, God's forgiveness and inquire. We're asking God, we're inquiring about corrective measures. And then again here in this paragraph, we ask God to direct our thinking. And then at the bottom of the page four lines up, we ask God for inspiration. So they're teaching us to ask God. They're asking us to now put into our daily life, our daily living, a prayer and it's not just in the morning, and it's not just at bedtime. It's throughout our day. Even in the next page, we're going to see those words we ask God three or four more times because they're teaching us to make prayer be a part of our life. That we're... And the thing that's interesting to me is that in the past, my day, I was constantly thinking, what do I eat next? You know, what do I got in my house? Where can I go and get this? Should I go and get that? That's what my day was like, a day in the life. That's what I'm looking at here. And in the past, you know, for many, many years in a way, I heard this term, um, if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. And I was always a very poor planner. But here in this paragraph on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. Gee whiz, I was always thinking about the 24 months ahead, the 24 days ahead, the 24 hours ahead. I was never thinking about the 24 hours. I was not thinking one day at a time, and that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing the principle of ODAT, one day at a time, living in the one day. You know, for many years I've been a Christian, and I have um, always, you know, prayed, But and, and I understood that my God was not the God I was. My God was not the God I will be. My God is the God I am, and that's a present God I am. He is the God in my day today, not the God for two months from now or 24 years from now. But that's what we're being told here on awakening. Let us think only about the 24 hours ahead. We're going to stay in today. We're going to consider our plans for the day. Wow, I'm going to actually have a plan. And before we begin, before we even begin to set up a plan, we're going to ask God to direct our thinking. Thanks for letting me share with that iPass. Good morning, Sally.
0: I'm so sorry. Why did I say good morning? Thank you is what I meant to say. Thank you, Sally. No one no else would like to comment on this paragraph. It like we have room for two people. Hi, Lois. How about you? Anybody else? And Leah. Let's wrap it up that way. Thanks so much. Do? Lois? Do I think we're going to run out of time, but maybe you could stick around and, and share with us the second hour which coming just which coming right up. Thanks. Thanks, Do. Hi. Hi. Lois. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, Lois. Good
8: morning to you. Hi. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you for your service. Um, This is Lois M., um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. Very grateful to be here and, you know, very um, happy to be hearing all the shares this morning. And um, this, this this chapter or these paragraphs that we've been discussing yesterday and today, you know, are just so meaningful that you know, for me, this this was the 11th. This is the 11th step we're talking about today, and and I have gone through the steps through one through 11 in the past maybe three years, and I have um, I have learned you know, I have learned about my I had the I have a disease I have a physical dis. dis I have a physical allergy with a mental obsession, and in order for me to recover, I needed a spiritual recovery, and that's how I got. That's what I got. They they told me that's what I would get if I were going working these steps in my life, and and I did receive that, and you know it's been the most meaningful event in my life, and it's an ongoing for me. It's an ongoing, ongoing. Lesson, which I practice every day of my life, but I also wanted to say that for me it's been uh, it 's been a, a program of progress you know it 's like when I first started i would I, I would say you know uh, upon awakening, I offer you my life and my, but I used to say it as if I were saying the suit to the flag, you know I would say it in my mind and in my head, and I meant it, but that 's where I was and and through working these steps and and receiving some of the gifts and the promises and the deepening of spiritual recovery, you know, it's given me, you know, such a such an important, um, most valuable gift in my life to belong to, you know, a power greater than myself, to believe that, you know, my higher power is there, looking out for me and for you, and that He will guide me, that I don't ever have to be alone, and that means you know, with with my God and also with my fellow travelers. And and that is the most precious gift I could ever have gotten. And I, I wish and I hope that for all of you, your newcomers especially, and with that uh, heart full of gratitude, I'm going to close. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lois M. and Leah M.
16: Would you finish out with us today, please? Thank you so much, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. It's Leah M recovered compulsive overeater we consider our plans for the day before we begin we ask God to direct our thinking just focusing in on that direction you know these directions that the big book offer me uh, give me an opportunity to um, turn the light up you know before my feet even hit the floor in the morning because prior to the program of recovery prior to these directions I was the biggest obstacle to a better world Um, Because why? Because I was directed by my selfishness, by my self-centeredness, which really, uh, you know, I attach to my feelings. How am I feeling? How do I feel like I want to behave today? How do I feel like I want to interact with my husband? You know, you know the emotions are what guided me and directed me. And here, you know, the program of recovery gives me something more elevated to direct my thinking. I'm not any longer governed or dominated by my feelings, my emotions, the self-centeredness, because feelings and emotions are a trap in the spiritual life. They're a trap in the spiritual life. If I felt angry, I would just act angry. Well, anger to a marriage is like what the iceberg was to the Titanic. So with this paragraph helps to remind me is to take my thinking to a different level, to a higher level, because it's my thinking that was disturbing me <laughs> most of the time. It was on autopilot before this program of recovery. If you're a typical human being like me, when you wake up, you wake up with the same worries and concerns every morning. You know, the alarm goes off and start worrying about, you know, money or my marriage or you know what's going to happen tomorrow and the negativity starts and all day long I'm trying to accomplish things but I've got this dark cloud of doom hanging over me because my thinking is down in the gutter you know this is down at the basic level of thinking what this what these directions do for me is give me a break from that type of thinking Prayer meditation, this prayer that I'm offering God to direct my thinking, it's a technique that gives me a break from the thoughts. Um, that used to dominate my mind. And the whole point is my mind here because my whole reality only exists in my mind. If my mind constantly tells me to worry or constantly tells me to fix other people and other things, then that's what's going to drive me. But what if my mind can be more elevated? What if my major concern is seeking to know and do God's will for me, a higher power's will for me? Then my whole behavior is more elevated. My thinking is more elevated. My behavior is more elevated and basically you know what i believe is going to be um revealed in what my feet are doing so you know right before my fit, feet hit the floor in the morning isn't it a wonderful wonderful opportunity to get my thinking in alignment with some power greater than me and uh, you know the bottom line is this stuff works <laughs> this stuff works and with that i pass thanks Thank you so much, Leah. And
0: that does take us to the close of our meeting. Thank you to everyone who shared today. And with our closing, we will close with the page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Deborah S., would you take us out with a closing this morning? Deborah S., would you press star 1? How about Janice M.? Would you be willing to do that for
7: oh, us? I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, it's Devorah. Okay, okay, here I am. I'm sorry, I'm you Okay,
3: here I am. <laughs>
7: Devorah S. from New Jersey recovered. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God yeah. will constantly disclose more to you and to us.